0: Welcome to DBP, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie.
1: And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hi! <laughs> I'm Hi. so excited. It's our 25th episode. I don't know why I feel like that's iconic, but I mean... I remember the day I actually turned
0: 25. Yeah. Oh, those
1: it's opinions. like we're, we're like young but we have a little maturity, but we're still like young and like... The more wine we drink, the less mature we get. This is true. That's true. Okay, Okay, so welcome to episode 25, Buff Beauty. Um, Today, we're gonna be talking about um, fitness and why we think exercise is important and getting buff. (laughs) Okay, Uh, and of course, we're pairing this with Cycle Buff Beauty, which is a 2016 Uh, Shiraz Malbec, but mostly really Shiraz, um, from South Australia. Um, Australia, Australia. And, uh, it's made by, um, Misfit Wines. A Misfit production. So, this is such a cool bottle. It really is. Uh, it's got a picture of, like, two girls in bikinis, and they're all buff, (sighs) and, and they're, like, running away from these heathen men. I think they're escaping. Anyways. It does look like they're escaping. Can I read the back of the labels to you? Please do because it just cracks me up. Um, so, like it's, it's a nine. it's 90% Shiraz and 10% Malbec. And it says Shaza Raz is the redheaded beauty. Her her uh, stats are 38, 23, 37. <laughs> as in her measurements. She's a model, actress, and she's a keen psycho buff. Mel Beck is a blonde bombshell. 38, 23, 35, 23. Jesus. Uh, hey, Barbie. Enjoys horseback riding and tennis. That's so lovely. So anyways, that's how they're describing... So they've
0: personified the two women yes. on their front label, one is which
1: is amazing. Shiraz and one is Melbecker. Shiraz and Melbeck. That's amazing.
0: I like it. Um. So, Sarah, please
1: open it. Okay, so like it's a, a lot of Australian wines, this is a... Uh, a twist-off?
0: A Stelvin, if you will. Yes, we fancy. Oh, should we use your fancy? Uh, oh, my God. Fancy? Well, no, so we have to pour it in the glass and then do it.
1: Oh, I don't know how this goes. You okay. do it. You pour it in so the glass. So, Jamie bought a pocket decanter. It's called the FRA
0: Pocket Aerator. And essentially... <laughs> I have used pocket this before. Okay. I have used it. I think it's a little bit bigger than any pocket I would personally have. Maybe it would fit into a guy's pocket. I'm unclear. But it fits into a purse, okay? So I'm going to get this started so you'll probably hear it, but it has three options.
1: Oh. Oh,
0: yeah, you can hear that. And it's just aerating my
1: wine in my glass. Okay, I'm going to be totally inappropriate and say that could be something else. It definitely sound. <laughs>
0: So we've set it to the red setting, um, so there's a white which is 15 seconds, a red which is 30, and a fortified, or a port wine, is what it says on here, but that's 45 seconds.
1: And how much did this set you back? It's like 20 bucks.
0: Okay. I was like, this is definitely So you worthwhile. can
1: bring this with you anywhere.
0: You definitely can. And actually, if you go on, so I bought this from Amazon, and <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys are definitely hearing this, it's amazing. Um, I bought it on Amazon arrived and I was like, I'm so excited about this. It's like I'm, it grew out of this guy's house and he just started creating this because who has the freaking time to decant wine for an hour? Which, as we'll talk about, both of the grapes that we have in this bottle are actually recommended to decant between to between 30 and 60 minutes.
1: So what's the difference between this and like a regular aerator that you kind of pour the wine through?
0: How many people do you know that bring have aerators? I actually, I feel like I have many, many friends that don't have one.
1: Oh, okay. But I guess
0: you're not bringing a narrator with you oh. anywhere. No, and this is easier to transport because it just clips into
1: itself, which is really lovely. Uh, so. By the way, we are not getting any royalties for this. There's nope. No one's paying us for this. Nope. Feel free, owner of...
0: Epare. <laughs> <FRA. a> <laughs> I'm just going to clip it right back in. It's all good. To give
1: us royalties. All, all right. Bit cheers, bitch. Cheers, bitch. Ooh.
0: Oh. Oh wow! It's all because it's been aerated, man. It's good. It is okay, it's fourteen
1: point five percent ABV. I'm I'm tasting it. Um, Are you? Is it really hitting you? No, I mean I just get it at the end. Hot. It's a hot wine. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. It's very fruity. It's like heavy fruits. It's
0: it's reminiscent of some of those like. Like plummy, like yes. very plummy, Yeah. like very Agreed. like fruit forward plummy, but deeper. It's like, it's not like a bright fruity character. It's no. like a deep, like brooding, like mm, delicious. So smell. do
1: you get any of the eucalyptus smell? <laughs> oh, I get a little bit. <sighs>
0: I'm just not sure.
1: I get a little bit. So then I dig eucalyptus, uh, something, um, Unique to Australian wines is that a lot of them, especially the Shiraz and the Cab, have a signature aroma of eucalyptus, Um, and that is because the grapes grow next to eucalyptus trees. Uh, There's a lot of eucalyptus trees in Australia, and so the closer the trees are to the vineyard, the stronger it is because there's this chemical called eucalyptol that actually clings to the grapes, and so when they macerate them, depending on how much of that chemical substance is mm-hmm. on the skins of the grapes, you get that flavor, and it's more with the reds because there's obviously more skin contact. Skin contact, yeah. with the juice. So um, that is so
0: interesting. I, I, did, I did not know that. It's.
1: I get a little bit of it. I'm not sure. I'm not. And I love
0: eucalyptus, but at any rate, it is very delicious. And so you it said is delicious. this is a Shiraz and Malbec. And I know that we talked a little bit about Australian wine in episode one. Mm -hmm. Amazing that it was that many weeks ago. But Australia is the seventh largest producer of wine across all countries in the world. Um, Australians are also the ones who coined the name Shiraz or Shiraz. I think they say Shiraz.
1: They say Shiraz. It bothers the shit out of me. I know. I know because it's like Shiraz. I can't. Eh. Eh. It's it like sounds like nasally. Fran Drescher. Yeah, Fran Drescher from uh, the nanny, right? Eh. Yeah. Shiraz or Janice sounds...
0: from Friends, right? Yeah. Just picture yourself as Janice, and you're fine. Shiraz just sounds so much. Classier. It does sound really, really nice. I'm. Mean, I won't. I won't deny you that. But um, they called it. They dubbed it. Shiraz to highlight the unmistakable difference and unique taste of their Syrah wines because what is Shiraz but the grape Syrah
1: it is it is Syrah it's Mm -hmm. the same exact grape it's just a different name
0: and the characteristics the one that you just mentioned that eucalyptus drastically different than any other Syrah that you're gonna find Mm -hmm. elsewhere in the country or in the world but it's the same grape same grape
1: guys so why are they named
0: differently the terroir well it's it's really really interesting but I think that
1: you have the first part oh yeah okay so <laughs> the Syrah grape is that from France uh-huh it's from the Rome Valley both of these grapes are
0: from France originally
1: yes so mm-hmm. but the name Syrah okay is the Rome Valley and it originally was called Hermitage 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 but Hermitage. Um, and occasionally in France it was or and occasionally in Australia, it was also called shir- Shiraz. Shiraz. Um, the so look on your face when you say that word. I get so upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but because Hermitage is an official protected appellation in the Northern Rhone Valley, um, the French were like, "Oh, how dare you use our word? No, 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 Australians, you cannot." So since the 1980s, um, it's almost been known. They 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 really just call it Shiraz or mm-hmm. Shiraz. <laughs> in Australia because um, the French were like, You're not allowed to use our word.
0: You're, You're not allowed right?
1: to use our name. You got wait, so this is this is very similar
0: to the whole like champagne situation. Yeah. I mean France is like no nope. Listen, I love French yeah. wine. But
1: they they I mean They have basically put their their foot
0: down and they have put a very solid foot down to the ground and they are unwilling to budge. And I think, I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's fine because truly one thing that I will say is that if you start, as you start to get to know wines more and varietals, I feel like when you have, because Shiraz is Mm -hmm. different, is named, dubbed something different than Syrah, Mm -hmm. even though it's the same grape, it still helps identify what people can expect out of the bottle. It's I think true. more easily than if they're going to a section at a grocery store and just going to like the Syrah section and just like pulling any bottle that says Syrah. This is like any cab. Like every cab is different.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. But this,
0: this is so uniquely different that I think, I actually think I'm, I'm for it. So you mentioned the first part about why they couldn't call it Hermitage. And so there is a second part about where... Shiraz came from.
1: Yeah, because no one really knows where that name came from, right?
0: Right. So um, I'm trying to remember where I found this, but I think it's it's in the wine Bible too, so you can tell me. You can jump in if there's a third Uh um, legend. But so there are two legends of Shiraz's name. The first one, um, legends of Shiraz's origins come from one of its homonyms, Shiraz. Shiraz was the capital of the Persian Empire, which is modern-day Iran. And it produced the well-known Shirazi wine. Okay. Legends claim the Syrah grape originated in Shiraz and then was brought to Rome. So there's a little discrepancy about where this guy actually came from. The reason why I personally don't believe that is because Syrah comes from two French grapes. So why the heck would it not have originated there? It doesn't anyway, make any sense. doesn't make any sense. So I'm disputing this legend, um, but... People can disagree or agree. Um, okay, so at least two significantly different versions of the myth are reported, giving different accounts of how the variety is supposed is supposed to have been brought from Shiraz to Rome, mm-hmm. and differing up to eighteen hundred years in dating this event. First version is the Phoenicians could have brought Syrah Shiraz to their colony around Marseille, which was founded around sixteen B.C. by the Greeks. Okay. The grape would then later have made its way to northern Rome, which was never colonized. I said colonized, but I meant... You meant colonized? Colonized. (laughs) With an N and not an M. You haven't even had that much to drink. I've been looking at too many Excel (laughs) spreadsheets today, I think. (laughs) Um, No documentary evidence exists to back up this legend. And it also requires a variety to later vanish from the Marseille region. Marseille. Holy, Sarah, you just let me say that totally wrong.
1: To vanish so I from I didn't the even have a chance to correct you. Marseille. Marseille. Marseille? Yes. Michael Parker. Michael Parker. <laughs> oh my God. I am dying at your, your nerdiness right now. That is amazing. Uh, okay. Keep going. We're, we're listening. Um,
0: uh, e, uh. <laughs> Requ- Okay. It also requires that the variety later vanish from the Marseille... <laughs> region <laughs> without leaving any trace i don't have a second version that was it that's where it cut off what's the second
1: version the second version conspiracy? let's see uh we already talked about the persian city yes we did yeah no that's it They're saying it's, she she says it's probably another linguistic variation on the name of a grape with a long line of similar sounding names. That's not very exciting. That's not exciting. So that's the second one. Okay. Well, whatever. I still really
0: find it hard to believe that like a grape that has two parents, because it is in fact DNA tested, that it's two great parents are French varietals that they wouldn't have originated there. So I'm calling the bluff.
1: Maybe maybe uh, the Phoenicians and the Persians should be like, you can't really take our name. You're not allowed to use it, France. Maybe. I mean, that's what they did to Australia. That's all I'm saying.
0: Everyone's just passing the book. They're mm-hmm. just passing mm-hmm. that forward. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All, all right. right.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> speaking about Shiraz. Okay. So this one, I already talked about decanting. Shiraz is meant to be decanted for at least an hour, which who the hell has time for that shit? Ain't got time for that shit. Okay, no, I, I don't have time for that. I
1: don't raise my hand to that. I'm sorry.
0: Shiraz Syrah is a dark skinned grape grown around the world, but obviously you'll know if it's Australian or not by what it's called. Um, in 1999 is when God, that's so recent. That's like not mm-hmm. even 20 years ago. That's when it was found to be DNA tested to be two the offspring of two obscure grapes from southeastern France. I'm gonna butcher these: the Jerez and the Mondeuse Blanche. That one I think okay. I got. I don't know about the Jerez one. Okay, it's funky. Um, in moderate climates like the Rhone Valley, those are going to be more medium to full bodied, with medium plus to high levels of tannins. But in hot climates, which is what we're going to find in Australia. Granted, Adelaide is sort of South Australia, but mm-hmm. it still is. It's not the southernmost point. It's it's still like upwards towards the equator a bit um that is going to be more full-bodied softer tannins which I would definitely agree with jammy fruit also agree with in spicy notes of licorice anise and earthy leather definitely jammy definitely I feel like this is I feel like that's very this is this is like your signature and you described before that we have 90% Shiraz 10% Malbec right mm-hmm. so you want to talk about Malbec
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I want to get too much into it just because 10% doesn't really excite me. (laughs) No, not really. I mean... It's not to write home about, but we should still mention it. I mean, so it's a purple grape. It's got thin skin. Robust tannins, a dark, inky color. I'm assuming, you know, we do have a pretty dark color in here, and I think that definitely contributes to it. Um, It's a very, like, an inky, violet, intense wine. Um, so it's actually used in a lot of blends to create, um, actually the, a lot of the red Bordeaux's mm-hmm. have some Malbec in there. Yep. Uh, and it was introduced to Australia in the 19th century. Um, but, uh, you know, they were poor quality then. And by, but by the 20th century, many of those poor quality acres were uprooted and planted with better. Butter grapes. So I mean they're for that. Yeah, but think about, I mean,
0: if it's not something that's meant to be that's like high quality or doing very well, why waste
1: that land? Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, so you know, there's been a, a a slighter increase as new clones have become available in Australia of Malbec, but I enjoy Malbec. Um, I don't think we're really getting the flavors of Malbec no. because this is 90%. I think it's probably contributing more to the color. Mm-mm.
0: Um, Although Syrah is a very purpley, it's like one of the darkest.
1: True, but I think this inky one—it's got that inky note to it.
0: This this deep
1: purple though yeah. is very much. I I actually would say that Syrah Shiraz is
0: gonna be like. You know how like certain wines seem to stain your teeth and your mouth a little bit more. This that's the great. That's why the Australians that's got their teeth. <sighs> yeah, that's the grape. Um. <laughs> yeah. I truly, it is so dark and inky and it's wonderful. And I would say that if you're in good company, it doesn't matter what the hell color your teeth are or your lips are. It just means that you're drinking good wine. So anyway, that's my piece about that.
1: Okay. So (laughs) before we get into our topic here, just a little about Misfit Wine Company. There's not too much out there on them. No. Um, But I do like their little motto they have. I'm going to read it. Like a 32... Waste in a fat man store. Misfit Wine Company doesn't seem to fit in. At the heart of this outfit are three unexpected wine souls, all about the produce, not about conforming to the current ideal- ideology of the wine selling set. Chris Columbus wannabes are in business. Misfit- Misfits is part of a whole new winemaking culture, ready to be discovered. Hmm. Misfit Productions rejects convention, doing whatever it takes to make the best product possible. I mean, you go, Misfit. It sounds real fucking good practicing. for you.
0: They also seem particularly interested in waist sizes.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> right? I mean yeah. 23 inches. I mean, come on. Who the hell has that? Who has that? Yeah, okay. Okay, but can I can I say something else? Yeah. The psychobuff beauty. I love the, the label as we described before. <laughs> but yeah. this is how they describe it, the label. It's a tale of escape. So how these two exquisite beauties escape the clutches of heathen hands that would have otherwise squeezed all life from their precious mm-hmm. bodies. This Shiraz Malbec is a tribute to those who held on to their precious rose and escapes the clutches of those you just don't know. Hold, please.
0: Wait, who held on to the clutches of their precious rose? Does that mean that they didn't allow these men to deflower them? I have no idea. I mean, that is where my line went. I don't know. But it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, That's funny. And clever marketing, guys. Clever marketing. Also, cool fonts on this all around. Enjoy this.
1: Yeah, it's uh, aged in twenty percent new barrel oak. Oh yeah, um, for ten months, and it's uh, two thousand five hundred cases produced. So that's mm-hmm.
0: I try to got I try to do the math in my head. It's over like twenty cases. It's over twenty five thousand bottles. Okay. So it's, it's not it's not big, but it's decent. It's decent. Mm-hmm. It's not millions of bottles, but that's still, and this is just, I don't know other wines that they make because again, like there, there's not, I'm telling you, I just saw this label and I was like, and we're a go. Yeah. And they don't have like a really dedicated website. So this could be something along the lines of like one of the wines that we had in, you know, probably like 10 episodes ago where it's just not, it's like part of like a, what is that called? I want to say a portfolio. That's right.
1: Or, like the distributor's portfolio. Yes, mm-hmm. yes,
0: yes. So, um, all right. I'm okay. loving it. It's really, what are you, McDonald's? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm, I'm loving it.
1: it. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm just excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this topic. I'm excited. It's our 25th episode. I know you're like super amped about so many things. It's amazing. I'm Let's excited. Let's cheers again. Let's yeah. cheers again. Yay. It was such a good sound. Mm hmm. I'm excited to drink our first Shiraz. Yes. I'm excited for all these things. I'm excited for the label. So okay, I'm going to calm down now. You're going to calm it, calm (sighs) it.
0: Now is when you need to bring in your Zen.
1: I know. But. No, but I think it's cool to be excited though. Let's,
0: I agree. I'm not stressing, I'm just excited. It's two different, very different aspects and feelings. But so let's talk about... Let's talk about our topic. Yeah. Let's talk about being buff
1: beauties. I like being buff. <laughs> <laughs> and getting buff.
0: Sarah and I have a penchant for physical fitness, working out... Uh, obsession? Being... I was going penchant like a... I,
1: I know, but I have... You're going obsession? I have a slate obsession. Okay. Especially with spinning, which... Uh, you do. ...makes sense with this topic that we're talking about. In fact, the first
0: time I went... Sp- Actually, no, I can't say that. The first time I went spinning, I was 14, and I almost passed out in class. But the second time I went spinning was with you. Yeah. In the place that she not be named. I know. I and know I remember her. Sarah talking to me about how she loves to spin, and I was like, oh, I don't really do that. And then um, she's like, you should come to a class with me. And I was like, okay. It's some fun shit.
1: Okay, so I have to tell you how I got into it, though. Yeah, how did mm-hmm. you? So um, I have very flat feet. And so I developed like some weird tendonitis from running and like other physical activities. And so they basically told me to take up like something that was didn't have any impacts. And so like spinning was one of the things. The first few weeks that I went, I hated it. Did you really? Oh my god! I was like, this is the why do people do this? This sucks.
0: What did you not like?
1: Probably because you were stationary. I was stationary. You're like, I need to fucking go somewhere. I, we were sweating a lot. Yes. I was like, "Why is this not over? What's happening?" That was short-lived because I quickly became addicted, and I was going like five times a week. It was like insane. I don't go that much. I do other things now. I don't go at that much, but I definitely you alternate. Go, yes, I definitely go get to that. at least once more, like twice a week. Mm-hmm um but yeah there was a, a giant period there where i was like i lost like 10 pounds when i started it was kind of crazy i maybe not that much what am i talking about no oh, i probably lost like 5 pounds
0: i spinning was one of those things where i really started only picking it up well cuz we tried it and we were like yeah. you should come to this place it's actually not bad and usually let's also be honest because that we would do we would Work out and then go drink wine together. Mm -hmm. This is true. (laughs) So so it all like balanced out. It balances out. But I was appreciative of that fact because then when we moved up here to Milwaukee and then we ended up getting like places around here, like I got to try it out. And I actually, I do enjoy it. I have had to look for something different other than running, not because of the flat feet situation, but for other reasons. And, um, I sort of like ran myself out to be honest, Yeah. but, um, I still love running I I can't run. It's challenging for me to talk about it right now because I'm a little sore from a
1: long run yesterday. (laughs) I literally cannot run. The flat feet thing, just, it is not possible.
0: Uh, Why put yourself through that? much? So, actually, I think that this is, like, a great point to just say that, like, there's obviously so many different things Mm -hmm. out there that people can do. But it's like, listen, just because your best friend loves, you know... Spinning. Spinning. Or ultra marathons or tennis doesn't mean that you have to love all of those things you can do your own thing and it's also not every exercise is gonna be the
1: same for everyone else do you know That's what i mean true. you gotta find your own thing like so why should we exercise i mean there are so many reasons. i mean it's pretty obvious Most, there are so many reasons but what what are the what are the the benefits that aren't so obvious?
0: Oh, well, it's you know what? It's a tough call because I can't, it's hard for me to say like what is obvious or not because I feel like I used to work at a YMCA. I feel like I've been very involved in reading about like the benefits and everything about physical fitness. I'm a teacher, uh, I'm an instructor for different types of classes. So, like, I feel like I have, I, it's hard for me to tell what. Most people don't I
1: think think with the obvious benefits is that like obviously everybody wants to be physically, aesthetically look more fit. fit. More fit. They want to look good and not be overweight. And you
0: you automatically think to I think, you know, the tone of your muscles and everyone thinks that like you work out, you're gonna lose weight. But Mm -hmm. here's here's the big kicker that I think many don't appreciate is that when you work out you might experience some weight loss. You might experience some weight gain. You might stay static. But if you're working out, like, your muscles and building muscle, you can effectively, like, change how your, your body composition are, yeah, is. your muscle and fat so, ratio. It's so your muscle fat ratio and actually... You might weigh the exact same but look completely different just on account of the fact that you have more muscle than you than fat than mm-hmm. you did before.
1: That's or true. vice versa. That's why it's important to measure. So these waist measurements they're doing here. I think that's such a
0: <laughs> I mean if my wait, what are these? I see I'm
1: laughing about the whip thing because the hips are like 35 and I'm like, hell no. No, mine are probably like 30. If that. Your
0: hips, no, no.
1: Mine are bigger. My hips are big. Oh, I mine are not. I've got big ass, but hips. my waist is not twenty three. Mm-hmm. I got that booty. I don't think anyone's waist is twenty three. That's why I said Barbie. Yeah.
0: And maybe I don't know, like eighteen year olds. I don't know. Anyway, thirty eight. I definitely don't have that either. <laughs> but no comment. I, no comment. So okay. So the obvious ones. You mentioned those. But the other things that people may not think about is like the, you know, sort of like the trajectory, like the long, the long haul, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And it's, you know, it can actually increase your energy levels, which I know seems to be like defeat the, like, oh, you're like how so does that make sense?
1: It's so true though. There are so many times where I've been exhausted leaving work and I'm like, there's no way I want to go to the gym right now. Yeah. I feel like shit. And then like I get to the gym, I make myself go. And after I feel way better.
0: Well, and then you can get all your shit done after that. It's like, it's like you wake yourself up almost. And so again, that's where you get, excuse me, the extra energy. The other thing that I think that people don't think about a lot is that exercising now and regularly, this is not just like you exercise once a week. This is like a regular situation, like a few times a week. I know that there are, I don't know what the most recent guidelines are about exercising, but whatever. Um, it can reduce your risk of chronic disease. And chronic disease is something that is extremely prevalent, and chronic diseases of all kinds, um, extremely prevalent in the society today. And I think that there's something as simple as, you know, having a moderate exercise regimen, you know, on a weekly basis. And if that's 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes five times a week or what have you, that could be like going on like a brisk walk. Especially if you're somebody who hasn't, done anything it's true you know it I I have read so many stories and met so many people who when they haven't done anything and they start your body's just like what is happening and it's like a drastic wake-up call so but that actually has long-term benefits if you stick with it and it's chronic disease you may not be at the top of people's minds right now but it drains it has huge cost implications for you and for your insurance and then also, I mean, just your happiness, your joy of life. Your yeah, no one wants diabetes. diabetes.
1: What? No one wants diabetes. No. Okay, I have your guidelines out here Oh, for do you. you? All right. Let's do yeah, that. So um, you're supposed to get at least 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity or 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity a week or a combination of moderate and vigorous activity. Okay,
0: so if we did that's the moderate. That's not even that much. If we did the moderate, that's 30 minutes five, five times a week. Or an hour, two and a half times. Yeah, it's like It's not a lot. It's not a lot, and I mean, I I mean, we say that,
1: but for some people, if you're starting out, that sounds it's it's overwhelming to think about that. So just think
0: about trying to get two days a week,
1: and then maybe
0: next month you do three days a week. Yeah, it's it's and that actually. That's actually something that is super important to remember too, because I have definitely been, um, the, and again, I worked at a Y I've worked out for since high school. Like, uh, I have knowledge that I did not put to good use and I have overdone it. Meaning I have like jumped into something too much, too quickly and found myself injured. And
1: that is something. That is just that can deter you from doing anything ever again. <laughs> well, you know what? My friend's a physical therapist, and the the most injuries she saw were from CrossFit. They go into it, they don't have any conditioning before, no. and then they just like go straight into it and they injure themselves. I heard a obviously. lot of people keep blood from doing CrossFit because they like it's too fucking much. It's okay if you like. Well, if you if you build yourself to to a level,
0: but. Here's, here's the other thing that I would say, and I have, I'm going to go on record saying I've never actually done CrossFit. So I've watched it. You can berate me for whatever I'm about to say, but I feel like CrossFit, you do it in a group mostly, right? Like you do it, you have like, you go into a CrossFit gym and they have set times that for you to like do the workouts together as a community. And I know that it's, it's great to have a community, and it's great to have sort of that encouragement, but I feel like it's a very True. fine line between, like, encouragement and then, like, harassing somebody and yeah. pushing them to do something that they physically should not be doing. Yeah. And I feel like you you want to be that that support team and that cheerleader, but many people just don't know where, where to stop, mm-hmm. and many people who are physically doing the activity don't know when to stop, and I... It makes me so nervous, and that's actually Sarah. That's the exact reason why I won't do CrossFit.
1: Never. Oh, I won't. I saw an eight, eight month pregnant woman. Yeah, she was probably mm-hmm. almost nine months. Mm-hmm. She was competing in CrossFit, and I was like, "This I feel cannot you're gonna be gonna break good. your baby.
0: Aren't you going to break your baby?"
1: I mean, I was like, <laughs> "Wow." I mean, I thought that baby was going to shoot out. I can't believe. that. She imagine in the middle of crossfit competition, she was, like squatting shit. Literally, I was waiting for it. I was like ready to get gloves on. I was like, all right. I can't what's believe
0: happening? that that would actually be like physician sanctioned. You know how like you're supposed to have like physician like sign off and shit. Uh, when, when you're, you're pregnant? pregnant,
1: you're not supposed to get like your heart rate above a certain. Well, and rate more so after you like surpass a certain age in pregnancy. Uh, no, just in general in pregnancy. Really? Yes. Oh. So it's like okay. Well, what are we well, doing shit. here? So there are other things
0: chronic disease, uh, helps skin health, helps with relaxation and improves sleep quality. You know, when like you're sitting in, you're laying in bed and you just have like so many million things like running through your mind, working out can actually help that. And it can like help alleviate stress. That's one of the reasons why I,
1: Oh my God, it
0: definitely helps your mood. Yeah. A hundred percent. I can't imagine what it feels like to be, you know, extremely depressed, but like getting out and being physically active can really help kind of like boost moods, boost, uh, increase your positivity in yep. life. And I think I, I really,
1: I want everyone to have a buddy. I Listen, I used to have, like, if i had a really bad day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can't come straight home because I'll probably kill somebody. And <laughs> my husband's the one who lives with me. So it's probably not a That's good probably
0: so, she said it here first, folks.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, it used to be like, I mean, honestly, if I live by myself, it's one thing, right? And when I did live by myself, like even then I would come home and I'm like, if I'm upset about something, the best thing to do is go to the gym, have, especially for me, a spin class, because I totally lose myself in it. You have to. You have to. 45 minutes to an hour and you is come one, out. Yeah. That is one of the great things about spin. Yeah. You lose yourself. And then you come out and you're just like, you're totally on another level. Like the endorphins that get released it's during nice. exercise.
0: Yeah. It's also nice because if you have been like thinking about the same thing over and over and over and over all day long and you have 45 minutes to an hour of just like not allowing yourself to do that. Cause sometimes you're just like, how will I ever
1: get over this? And it's like, look at what you just did. You well, just you know spent why? The last hour. Why? There was a study done. Tell me. Tell us. At the University of Georgia. Georgia. And they said that even exercising for 20 minutes facilitates information processing and memory function. I have... So, yes. I read... Probably in, if you're like, you know, mulling over something and you get on that treadmill or whatever for like half an hour, you might be able to actually work through it.
0: I read in Runner's World many times because I have subscribed to Runner's World for probably... I don't know, probably like seven years. They have all of these, I mean, there are so many articles that are so appropriate right here. But like, it talks about like, always at the very end, the very, very back of the magazine, they always used to feature like a a celebrity of sorts. So some of them might be like, like Kevin Hart was featured one time. Uh-huh. Um, but they there are many people who work that actually talk about how when they have a uh, tough business problem or tough problem at work, they go on a run or workout. It, it's runner's world, so they're they're running. <laughs> but they go on a run and like it helps them clear their mind to like be more productive and be more creative in like thinking about whatever problem it is that they're stuck on. I totally so believe that. It's one of those things where like I feel like at work I'm always like I have so much happening. I need like literally even just ten minutes to myself, and some days that doesn't happen, and it's very challenging. But some days it's like. I use my work, my lunch hour just to like do my workout because I know that the second half of the day will be as productive as the first half.
1: Yeah. So
0: I'm interested to hear, I mean, I read, so I read a really cool book many years ago called the great fitness experiment. Okay. One year of trying everything where this woman, she's a blogger. Okay. Uh, her name's Charlotte Hilton Anderson. I have no idea if she's related to the actual Hilton family. Probably. Um, but she took a year, when she had a three-month-old baby, by the way, and every month she tried a new fad diet or fad exercise. She did it for an entire month, and then she reported on the results. And she had some buddies like to do this with her. But it was such a unique thing because, as we talked about just you know earlier, In this episode, not everything works for everybody or everybody. And so you really have to kind of play around with things. And I think there are lots of benefits, you know, feeling happier, good for your muscles and bones and increasing that, especially women. Osteoporosis is something that really gets us like later on in life. And like, you got to do the work now and keep it going so that you have strong bones later. But she, um, her tagline, like one thing that she wrote in it says, you get all the entertainment in this book with none of the carpet burns or aching muscles. And you'll find out how to eat healthier, work out smarter, and hold your own in a Photoshopped world because, and I love this so much because she talks about the Photoshopped world because what do we look at? Photoshop. Everything is fucking Photoshopped. You have all these filters mm-hmm. on your... Instagram, on I don't know, yep. the countless apps that exist there, and none of that shit is real. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, I'm just gonna take this moment to be on a soapbox and just say, let's be fucking real. And like, this book is amazing because she just like, she does not sugarcoat any of it. She talks about how she slams a kettlebell into her kneecap. Ah! She talks about how she tried double cardio days and she got a stress fracture. Like, don't be stupid. Like, think about it. And think of and do things that like make sense. So, I would be curious. I've never truly conducted my own fitness experiment as she has, dedicating a full month, but I have tried some things.
1: I'm interested to know some of the things that you have tried that may or may not have been successful. Ah, I did Zumba once and I swore I'd never do it again.
0: (laughs) Really? What did you, what did not do with
1: you? I'm not coordinated. There's too much like. (laughs) It really is. It takes so much coordination. to it, I it's was so like, all of you, all you're doing, I'm like, you know what? I might as well just jump around my house to music. I've done that too. That sounds more fun than trying to like. And okay. then you get to make your own playlist. Listen, I know people <laughs> love Zumba and you're good for that because I'm kind of jealous. But like, I can't do it.
0: No. The best Zumba class I ever took was where we were in a room where there were no mirrors.
1: You I couldn't see what you did? All around, it's a fuck no for me. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't do Zumba. Okay. That was your trial and error. I was like, <laughs> this is awful. Why? Why? No. Just no on so many levels. I like yoga. I do too. I can't do hot yoga because I'll pass out. Like super, uh, super hot yoga? I. Or anything that's warm. I will literally pass out. You do not want that to happen. One, two, like yoga that is like, I mean, I, I feel like, like I need a bulletin board. I like you. a lot. <laughs> yes. I like a lot of yoga, but I don't like yoga that like, Do you, it's very slow moving. Or oh, like,
0: you like flow yoga. You yes, like vinyasa. Vinyasa. I mm-hmm. like vinyasa when they're like, okay, stay in this position for three minutes. Oh my God. What is that called?
1: It's called something special. And I'm like, Shh. feel your breath. Listen. I want to feel my breath. I do. I can't feel my breath. Do you want to know
0: the only reason why I appreciate sitting in positions for longer than the, like the flow thing? All right, this is gonna sound really weird.
1: No, I'm I'm looking forward to this.
0: I will be in a position, and I will realize that I'm like clenching like my butt cheek, <laughs> and, then, and then so like pigeon. Pigeon, oh, I can't do that. Or like, um, sometimes like when I teach class, even because I teach bar class for those of you who don't know barre. Um, what? Or bar Barre. <laughs> so I will like do like a, a stretch out like to the side. You know, I'm demonstrating for Sarah for those of you. So I'll stretch out to the side. I like, do, like your pink socks. Thank you. We're laying on our backs, and I will realize that I am clenching my butt cheek, so I can't actually get the full inner thigh stretch.
1: And then I'm like, oh, I gotta relax that. See, I wouldn't even realize that. I would just be so pissed off that I'm uh, and I'm, I'm waiting for three that's minutes. That's the thing. I'm not. I,
0: I I feel like maybe because I became a teacher that I started to pick up on that stuff more. Yeah. And so that's like how I'll like figure out like how long to be. I don't yeah. sit there for like 30 seconds in a position like that. But yeah, it's long enough where I also cue like, relax the tension in your gluteus. And, you know, I, because I think that there's a benefit to that. I never thought that I did that, and then I realized. So that's the only reason. I've never taken a slow yoga class like
1: that, but I
0: think you could be. It 100%. makes me It makes anxious. me more anxious.
1: I know. I could totally I like appreciate it. that. But here's the thing. Some people love it, and it's great. Because I, I do, again, I, I'm I'm jealous of that. I admire that. I, I'm sure crazy. I'm like, you like things know it, that are moving. Exactly. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm getting cold. And you know what? <laughs> like, I could just be at my house right now lying in my bed with like my knees up. Basically my head. doing the same fucking thing. I mean, like that sounds way more inviting to me. But, you know, it's, it's a, it is a good place to go relax. I do like yoga. I just, I can't get on board with the. The hot or the. The slow. hot or the slow. No Zumba for me. You take bar. I take bar. I like bar class. Yes. I, you know, there was a Pilates trend for a while. There's a Pilates place right around here. I want to try. I've never done like the Pilates reformer machine. I have That I really oh, want try. to. Okay. Um, but I have taken like just a Pilates class. I like kickboxing a lot. Oh really? Um, I think part of that has to do with the fact that I get to punch actual things. Um, <laughs> This is like our self-defense class. Yeah, I enjoy punching It things. felt
0: so good.
1: Yeah, I actually have like my own gloves and all that stuff. I, I did kickboxing for a bit and I had a, yeah, I had a kickboxing set. Okay, I okay, wanted okay. a punching bag in our house.
0: We have one at my parents. Yeah. We begged our parents for one and they ended up getting one.
1: And let me tell you, that got me through a lot. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah.
1: Not that I, like, really know how to throw a punch, but I kind of know how to throw a punch. It doesn't matter. You just
0: feel good doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It so just I was good. training
1: with some guy at the place that shall not be named, and oh, yeah, he was, like, great. so excited that I was, like, wanting to, like, do punch, it. punch the bag. He's like, oh, my God. Yes, let's do this. I was like, yes, let's do it now. Let's go. Because I, I enjoyed that. I mean, like. Okay. So nine round is a kind of a thing. I was just going to say. Yeah. And I, I like nine round. That. I've tried it. I still it's, have not. It's not. Can you describe for our listeners what Yeah. That so nine is? rounds a 30 minute workout. They take you through, I think, eight stations maybe. Wait, I think it's nine. Is it nine? That makes sense. <laughs> God, I'm so stupid. That makes a lot of sense that it's nine. nine I've nine. never tried it,
0: but I'm pretty sure it's nine. It is. It
1: is nine. God damn. It might be eight minutes. No, no, no. It's Around not. it's not. It's a thirty-minute workout.
0: Wait, but nine thirty? No, That's not I. Visible. That's not divisible.
1: Listen, I I'm just I get, dumb. Okay. It just happened. You're not dumb. okay. Don't. It's sh- nine. Sh- sh- it's nine stations. It's a thirty-minute workout. You go from station to station. Uh, it's nonstop. You literally like don't have any breaks. You don't have breaks in between. You do, but they make you do something during those breaks. So you're do you like have to do burpees. Okay. Uh, you don't, I hate burpees I do so much. Too. Um, but they do make you, they're like, okay, well now you're going to stand on this wall and squat for the time of your break. 30 seconds or 60 seconds. Oh, I could do that. That's like neutral spine chair for daily method. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like they make you do something or make you jump jack, hmm. do jumping jacks or whatever. So anyways, but it is 30 minutes. And after, like for such a short amount of time, you really do come out like, oh, you've got a good workout. And, and you get to that. punch things. Mm-hmm. Not every station. And the thing is... There's like three, I want to say like usually like three... At least three stations that have a punching bag.
0: There, so the the cool thing too, it's not like a set class, right? You kind of like go in like when you're ready, and you can just you get can, into the rotation. It's right? very
1: nice. You can walk in whenever you want, and start whenever you want, yeah. and do the thirty minutes. I I know at least from experience that some of the nine rounds that I've gone to don't have the best hours. Oh, like there was a few that were only open till eight o'clock, and some that like um, don't really have weekend, great weekend hours. Oh, okay. Um, eight o'clock for me is fine, but I know for like some people, other people I work own. with, we're seeing how that's not late enough for them oh or God. they didn't open early enough or they didn't have great weekend hours. So it's not the cheapest thing. And that's why I haven't actually like Well, but that's also one of the reasons
0: why, I mean, why I think it's beneficial in addition to your body. Like you don't want to like do the same thing over and over and over and over because then your body can plateau and like you need to find new ways to challenge your body. It's true. I have not tried nine round and I would love to, and I have been saying this for the last two and a half years. We should do it. They opened one down the street from me. Yeah, we should do it. Yes. It's fun. We'll do it. But so... I think, like, that's one of the reasons, so even if the hours might not be that great, I know some challenges, like, for other people, like, with, like, classes is that classes are only during certain times. so, like, this might be something that you end up supplementing with, like, you go to the gym a couple times, like, the regular gym, or you go on walks because, you know, it's beautiful fall weather, and look at the leaves, and look at the Halloween decorations, and blah, blah, blah. Have you heard of ClassPass? Yes, but I have never done it. I've had ClassPass clients come into my classes. So,
1: I just found out that they have a, they've added a good amount for Milwaukee, and they have nine round as part of it, and really? they have power cycle and they have. It's so popular. Yeah, they've got a lot, and it's actually not bad pricing at all. I think I'm gonna do. There's a free month. I think I'm gonna do the free month. Do you think? I'm just trying to
0: think about how we can, like, applying that for people who maybe, like, haven't really, like, tried things out yet. Yeah. ClassPass is probably a great opportunity because you don't have to, like, buy a membership. Like, granted. The first month's free. And listen, if you find studios or places that you can go that have a first class free, more power to you. You take advantage of that shit as much as you possibly can. Acknowledging, and here's my super fun tip – Is that some studios that are part of, or sorry, studio is just something I say, but some places have, they're like franchises. Some of them are connected, Mm -hmm. but some of them are not. And so you might be able to take advantage of free classes at multiple locations of what seems to be the same franchise because their systems don't connect. Shh, don't tell anybody I told you. No, that's true. Otherwise, class pass is a great opportunity because it allows you to try, like, without getting, like, a membership or paying 20 bucks a class, like, for these, like, different, you know, specialized um, studios and whatnot, you can try things out and see if you like it. I will also say that, like, you can't judge something by one class. Agreed. I would recommend... It depends on it the instructor. Least. It totally depends on the instructor. It depend I mean ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I love when people ask me questions. I love when people tell me they're like, that didn't make sense to me. Can you help me? Yes, yes, I want to help you. I want to make you successful. Other instructors want to make you successful too. So ask questions and be like, um, do you have like a beginner class or do you have like, you know, any tips and tricks? So, you know, I think that there are definitely things that we can do or that we as human beings can do for our own physical fitness. I didn't want to mean like as instructors. There are things that we can do like for our own physical fitness to educate ourselves more. And it's if you're brand new, don't be afraid to ask a question. I know it seems really daunting and whatnot, but that's how you that's how you learn and that's how you like. Get to a spot where you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, baby.
0: <sighs> Get in. it. I want it. everyone to feel so, like, they can, like,
1: rock a fucking workout.
0: So, okay, so nine round was really cool.
1: I like nine round. I need to do that. Yes, I'm a, I'm a big fan of nine. So my sister is really into orange theory, and now that's becoming a thing. I don't know anything about it. I would like to try it. I think it's, like, kind of, like, hit Like the interval trading type of thing. Sort of. Jamie's very not, you're not happy about this. No. Explain. This is another thing. Explain. This and CrossFit that I would never do. Explain.
0: Okay. I need an explanation. Here is my explanation. Okay. (laughs) I have heard horrific things similar to CrossFit, how people get injured and how the, I'm gonna use air quotes on this, the instructors. Uh huh. Don't pay attention to people's form. Mm. And orange theory is done like in like a dark okay. Okay, I'm gonna finish that thought. Orange theory is done like in a dark room. So like there and there's a bunch of people and everyone's doing there's like three different sections, if I'm not mistaken. So like you might run and then do weights or bike or row, but somehow you like alternate. Maybe it's like four, I don't really know all of the logistics, but I get really concerned because when people are not like, especially weight lifting, people want to lift a lot of weight. People don't know how to properly lift a lot of weight. And that's actually one of these things from this book that I read. Yeah. That was, she just kept mentioning, she's like, form is so important. And if you don't have good form, you're basically like, it's, you're just waiting for the day you're going to get injured. Yeah. And you don't know you have good form and, or bad form. until you talk to somebody or like, I don't take the opportunity or like, Because the other thing, too, is that people don't always have the best body awareness, so they can't look in a mirror and tell that they have bad form. It's something that somebody who's trained can do that or needs to do that for them. I have heard people getting injured a lot in Orange Theory. However, I will also say that I like the concept of Orange Theory because the whole thing is that you wear these heart rate monitors. Right. And you shoot to be within – they have your heart rate range – I think based on your information, and you want to be in orange. You want to be in the orange zone for as long as possible. And so I mentioned before, I have a very high heart rate for a lot of things, like especially like running and spin. Spin, my heart rate goes insane, and it's probably unsafe. But so, but the orange zone, it's that means that you need to pay attention and you need to like back off sometimes if you're going to be in the orange zone because the orange zone is meant to be, I think, I think the fat burning zone. Okay. So, but your sister really like. I know some people she that love it loves and I it. other people that really like, they liked it, but then they found that they got
1: a She likes it. She's been doing it for a while. She loves it. It's like her favorite thing. Really? I it, haven't tried it yet. I want to try it. There's one opening um, up also right over here. Yep. There's one opening up down the street. It's becoming all the rage.
0: Mm-hmm. There's you like know?
1: several. I don't know if that yeah. means that it was like never part of Wisconsin before or
0: if that's a brand new thing.
1: There's always been one in Brookfield. Oh, oh, that's right. One reference yep. guys there. Yep, they're opening one downtown, and they're opening one right here. So I don't know. I mean, I'm up for trying it and being open to new ideas. It would never be my. I have a. I have commitment issues. <laughs> but I can't commit wait, to one. Sarah,
0: I don't think that that means you have commitment issues. I think that just means that you're you don't want your body to allow itself
1: to get like. I like diversity. Yeah, yeah. Although, like I said, if it was up to me, I'd probably spin every day. I'd be fine with it. But I know that's not good.
0: If I weren't training for a half marathon right now, I would also be trying to do a lot more things. I have tried to do more yoga so that I could stretch a little, which I could really use right now. But
1: I definitely would not be running. As you much know, as you know what? Like God send it, the Godsend is for people who work out. What is the foam roller? Oh shit. That is an underappreciated tool. It is so underappreciated. Everyone who works out, get a foam roller. They're They're like 20 bucks. They're cheap. If that, go on Amazon. It changes your life. They're so good. And there are YouTube
0: videos or videos on their websites about how to do it because it feels so good. I told Sarah when I came in here, To her house today. I was like, my legs hurt so bad because I did not foam roll.
1: We have one. You can foam roll. I know. I can foam roll while
0: recording. I almost put it in our picture with this beauty. This psycho buff beauty. Yep. So. buff. I, you know what? I, here's one thing that I'll say. And I forgot, I wanted to mention this after you said that sometimes you feel like you're going to kill somebody if you
1: don't work out. It's a true story. Actually, my family who's listening, I know they can vouch for this. There's been days where like. My mom's like, Jesus, just go to the gym, get away. Like, because, <laughs> or I'm like, I get really annoyed if like we go three days or something and mm-hmm. I can't like get a workout in, yeah. even if it's just a half an hour, I just need something. Yeah. And they've been around for that. So
0: there was, so I thought you're the way that you phrased it, that you were going to kill somebody was really funny because <laughs> I actually have a funny anecdote about that. Um, my, there was one, I was like super stressed. I was living at home again with my parents, and mm. I was like, I was just so irritated. I hadn't had any time to go work out for like at least a week. And at the time, I'd been like working out very regularly, like almost every day. And I remember getting off the train and seeing my mom, who was going out to dinner with my aunt, who's my train buddy. So they were picking her okay. up. And they're like, I said to my mom, I was like, I was like, she's like, what are you doing tonight? Like almost invited me. I was like, I need to go work out or I'm going to, I'm literally going to kill somebody. And she's like, okay. Okay. And so I remember they left. I get into my car. I get a text message from Sean and he was like, do you want to go to the movies tonight? And for whatever reason, I think I was just so tense because I was like so pent up with like stuff at home and stuff at like work and like school. I think I was in grad school at the time too. And I was so stressed and I was just like, I can go, I can go to the movie. Like, I just need something to relax. And Sean, yeah. Sean wouldn't help do that. So I was just like, okay, like, I'm going to go to the movies. In, while I'm in the movies, like, I get all of these phone calls, text messages from my mother, and finally, after like the fifth one, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta leave the theater. So I walk out of the theater. I listen to her voicemail. And she's like, I just want to check that if you're okay because you're not home yet. And Dad went to the gym to go see if your car was there. And he was like, they were so concerned about me because that's the thing. Is like you're like after you start to get into this whole like you know rhythm of doing it, your body craves it. Oh it's yeah, like, it's a need, and it's it's not like. I'm going to say you can become addicted. And yes, sometimes you can, it's like a bad addiction because then that comes, what is that? I don't know what it's called. What's that? Uh, It's not anorexia. I can't remember what like the over addiction to like aerobic exercise is. Oh, I think this woman in this book actually said it, but I don't know where it is in the book. But anyway, so like there's a, there is a, there is a stopping point. But it was one of those things where it had been so long my body craved it and I just, like, started getting so angry. And so you're you're, – I'm glad that you and I have both shared this sentiment that for not working out, we've both felt like we were – we could easily kill.
1: Well, it's part of a chemical reaction in your brain too, right? So, like, I mean, when you exercise, you get endorphins. Yeah. Okay? These endorphins can be, like – they're kind of like – analgesics, which is, for everybody who's not familiar with that, it's like a pain medication. So, mm, that is one of the benefits of exercise. It reduces pain. Yeah, it reduces pain. So, because these endorphins bind to some of the same receptors that pain medications do. And by doing that, they kind of give you this high, right? So, you kind of get this little bit of a high, I mean, and... It doesn't, it doesn't lead to addiction, but this high that you get and it helps relieve pain and helps kind of calm you down. I mean, and listen,
0: muscle pain, muscle, like from working out pain, if that's the type of exercise that you choose to do is very different than like physical pain from your body, not Mm -hmm. moving, Mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people have. And it's sort of like that they're afraid to do anything because, because of the pain. But I just think, I mean, look, some people thrive in workout classes. Some people thrive in doing things at home. Some people thrive in just going outdoors. You just got to find what works for you. You got to find what works for you because there's, there's no like... Like cookie cutter way for people to like be become buff beauties. And listen, when I say buff beauties, I'm not talking about a these. 23 inch waist? No, I am not talking about that shit that's on the Thank bottle, God. okay? I'm talking about you are strong, you are confident, you have, you carry yourself in such a way that you, you are just, you become this, this beauty. And whether that's outside beauty, inside beauty, it does, all of it's beauty. And I think that we are all we can all be achieve that buff beauty. Hell
1: yeah! Cheers! Cheers to that bitch. Oh, beauty, yes. beauty. I think you're beautiful. On the bitches inside beauty, inside and the
0: outside. Bitches beauty, inside and the outside. Beauty, bitches. And this is a beautiful line. It is. Okay, it almost reminds me of like the 1970s and like
1: their. I know. I love the label. It's kind I of. Think funny. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really. That's fun a fun. cute bikini. I kind of want it.
0: I'm sure. We, which one? The front one. The front one. Yeah. The white and red. I like it. You could be like the James Bond girl. There you Wait, go. Isn't that Halle Berry? Oh, and somebody else did it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Basically, listen. Exercise, at any level, is good. Makes you happier. It can lead to weight loss, muscle gain, bone density gain, reduce chronic disease, increase the health of your skin, your brain. Your brain! Improve sleep and relaxation, reduce your pain, and last but not least, it can promote a better sex life.
1: Oh! Damn. I wasn't expecting that one. Wow. Build up that endurance, guys. Stamina
0: so no you know, but seriously I do think that it's uh, there's a lot of are, you are saying of, it's
1: the nature's Viagra is that what you're saying
0: I mean how can you dispute that like there are so many things uh, granted I know that physically there are other things internally that I have I'm not privy to no
1: <laughs> I don't want to be privy to
0: but I think that there are there are so many benefits to this and I that's one of the things that I've always thrived on, and it just feels good to kind of move sometimes. Because being sedentary just gets a little old. Some I get headaches when I just like. Oh, I can't. I'm time.
1: I am too type A and too crazy to be able to sit still.
0: I used to not be able to sleep in. I one of the conditions that I put in my vows.
1: I don't have that issue, but I I anymore. used to not be able to uh, sleep early. I could stay up till two a.m. cleaning. Really. It is mildly cathartic, I'm not My husband, worry. if he's listening to this, is probably like, she still does it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we have minimized, we've been trying to minimize that, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm into kind of a night owl. But you wake up so early. That's why I'm trying not to be a night owl. So I've been gotten a lot better since I got married. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah sleeping in was one of my vows, although... It's, it's also challenge. It's, it's challenging to do that sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, I love, this partly makes me want to work out, but then I'm also like, how many glasses in am I? So,
1: so I will, I will say this before we wrap this up. Yeah. I think timing also has a lot to do with it. So some people really do well in the mornings.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. Some
1: people really do well in the afternoons or the evenings. I have tried to work out in the mornings before. I actually was on a morning workout quick for a while. I found that it does not work for me. I'm not a morning person. I hate Mm -hmm. it. It makes me just feel tired. And like at noon, I just am crabby. So the best time for me to work out is right after work. Right after? It is the absolute best time. I, I like it. It keeps me, you know, working out in the morning is what works for them, you know. But even like some, I mean, I can't do it on my lunch hour, but a lot of people can.
0: The only, I I swear, the only reason that I can is because I work remotely most of the time. Right. And when I go into, I mean, granted, there are many days when I have like noon calls, but I have a slight flexibility in when my lunch break is. And the other thing too is that if I were to work out when I go to the office, I, that means I still have to shower because then I'm gross. Yep. But, like, if I'm at home, I can just sit in my mm-hmm. filth for the last couple hours of the day. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that, too. And that's a really yeah. good point. Because some people, like, my brother was training for his half marathon. And he would run at, like, 8 or 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, are you crazy? But that was when he felt a he could do it and, and he b he, felt- he actually felt really good um but you know it's like that morning is sometimes people are like up and at them maybe that works best for their families um and you know i just
1: i need to eat before i work out and so oh i i don't i actually don't dislike uh, eating before i work out but
0: i don't like eating immediately before which means that i then have to eat a certain amount of time
1: before. No, I mean, like, I can go to the gym without eating anything. That's oh, fine. But I can't. I could do mornings if it's not, like, for me to do mornings before work, it's super early. If I had to do, like, an 8 or a 9 o'clock, I could do that. But, mm-hmm. like, I can't do, like, a 5 a.m. or. Oh. I actually was doing 5.15 spin class for a while. Dude. That was, I'm so glad I'm actually It's too intense. I it feel was... like that's really, like, double cardio. Well, hours. my uh, to be honest, my workout wasn't even as great because it was, like, a dragon. So, anyway.
0: Okay, I'm gonna leave us on with one other quick note. Do it. Okay. Do it. This is from that book that I mentioned. Okay. The Great Fitness Experiment. Uh-huh. So also I'll say that some of her things were about like food. Okay. Diet. Okay. But the majority were for workouts. Mm-hmm. And some of them are really funny. Um, but she says. Most health and fitness professionals say that 70 to 80% of health and weight maintenance is about nutrition, with only 20 to 30% being about fitness. I don't believe that. So I, I don't know because, like, think about well, I think about like how much wine I want to drink, and also like I don't eat a shit ton, but I eat like this processed stuff sometimes. And it's like you have to think about what you're putting into your body. Sometimes you need to take an extra 15 minutes for yourself to make better food. So that you have the energy that you need and the fullness that you need in order to get through whatever it is that you're going about. I think that it's a good reminder to to think about that it's not just physical fitness working out. It is part of that as the guidelines that Sarah read before us. But also that it is very much about fueling your body with good things.
1: Oh yeah, I think that's a whole nother podcast. I think I'm grape really juice is that. a
0: lot of good things,
1: though. Grape juice, oh fine. yeah. <laughs> Again, fermented. That's another. That's another podcast. <laughs> fermented as <well>. grape juice. <laughs> Anyways, everyone, get get moving. Get moving. Get those endorphins kicking because they are awesome. Get outside. It's like get in the gym. Free
0: drugs. Just start pacing. I have. A, I know someone who just used to walk around their basement in circles just to like be active. It's fine. That's fine. I used to do the same thing when we were lived in the place that shall not be named. In our house, I just used to pace and walk around. Shit happens. Shit happens, but you get your shit done. Buff beauty. Be buff beauties. You're all buff beauties at heart. We love you. Men and women. DB peeps. On that note, cheers, bitches. We'll see you cheers. next week.
1: Cheers.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at DBP Cheers
1: or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dvpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers from the girls of DBP.